the squadron. They called him Bullets. But we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yes. Um, you know what? I think everybody can think whatever the hell they want, right? That's America. You don't have to believe one thing or another. It's free. Liberty. Uh, you can believe it. You can believe it. You can think it. You can even talk about it if you want. But that does not mean uh, that anybody else has to agree with you or accommodate you in any way. They don't have to keep you employed. I don't like cancel culture. I hate it. Everybody does, right, when you're canceled for holding a legitimate political viewpoint. But uh, if you think that killing women and children is somehow A-OK, uh, I don't think any employer in the world would really want you hanging around. Uh, I can't see anyone uh, accommodating you. I mean, if you believe that women and children and uh, a, a first attack like the one Hamas pulled off is somehow legitimate uh, <laughs> and you want to sound off on that and talk about it outside, I have a feeling you may be messing around with the expense account. I have a feeling you may not be trustworthy in any way, shape or form. I don't want people being canceled, but uh, that means I don't want you thrown in prison. You can be, you can believe anything you want, as stupid as it is, as hateful as it might be. But um, that doesn't you're not. No one's guaranteeing employment here. And I see a couple of people who have been fired for uh, tearing down those posters, those uh, heartbreaking pictures of women and children who are being held hostage right now. And these people, the ones who are pulling those posters down, they're offended. How dare, how dare somebody stand up for women and kids? Are you insane? So it's really, it's almost no, yes, that's very offensive what you're doing. But if, if you're doing that, what else are you doing? I certainly don't want to, you know, I, 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 look, I'm not a boss. I don't uh, hire or fire. But if I was, I wouldn't hire you and I'd probably fire you. I, I just can't have somebody around like that. Can you? Uh, if you're, If it's your money. Uh, just uh, they're getting what they deserve, quite frankly. You pull those things down, and they're doing it so openly, brazenly. Um, can you imagine the milk cartons, like just defacing the milk cartons? Oh, these stupid kids, they were asking for it. Can you imagine? That's kind of what they're doing here. Um, a beautiful, beautiful uh, day today on West 30th Street at um, St. John the Baptist Church. It's a little church, and it's... Wonderful that we have a community here at WABC. The Red Apple Media Group came together and um, with the fire department and AARP and a number of other service organizations. And, hey, there are folks who are uh, having trouble making ends meet, and the holidays are coming. Thanksgiving is a week from tomorrow, and beautiful uh, turkeys were handed out to, to those who could uh, use a bit of a break, and there were some great people who turned out. And I just love it. It's a real... Community, a moment of community, people coming together, putting the damn phones down, looking at each other in the face. So many great firefighters are there, uh, the, the, the the Firefighter Officers Union, and um, I just love that. John Katsimatidis, the, uh, the guy with the biggest heart in the world, um, makes all of this possible, and he always makes a moment, and it's really nice. And he and Margot and... Uh, uh, and all the people were very, very appreciative. I was appreciative. You know, I, I have to tell you, this church, I went to that church in uh, 2018 and 2019 when uh, things weren't exactly going all that great. And uh, it was it was just a, a moment for me to come back today. And I don't know. I, uh, he's uh, He's got his eye on everything. He's got his eye on all of us, uh, the big man, God. And he works in mysterious but spectacular ways and 
we can figure out a way to get close to him, and it's really not that hard. You open up that Bible, and I got to tell you, I have been, uh, I, you know, I've gotten caught up. I have. It's just so easy to get caught up in the world. Don't get too caught up in the world. The world's going to let you down. The world is uh, fallen. The world is, uh, you know, it's just a. Uh, can't get too caught up in it. You gotta keep your eye on what's important. Anyway, all that to say, I have uh, fallen behind on my Bible reading, and I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel like just at times a lack of peace, a lack of, you know, it's just, um, and it's so important and it's so available to each and every one of us. All right, enough of uh, me talking about that because I know it does make some people uncomfortable, but you know what's actually will make you more uncomfortable? A life lived. Without God, that's uh, ooh, that's that's bad. Um, and having lived one of those lives, uh, I can tell you, it's bad. And uh, living with God is a lot, 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 lot better. So I wanted to uh, report that it's wonderful news. Yeah, that there's justice in this world. Did you see that poor kid, Matthew Lewis, in Las Vegas, who was beaten to death by a crazy mob? Uh, they made an arrest. So this kid, 17 years old, gets beaten up. And he dies about a week later, and now they finally made eight arrests. He's getting, it's all on video. They kick him, they punch him, uh, tear his eyeballs out. It's just absolutely horrific. And he died, and it's not getting a shred of attention. At least law enforcement is on it, right? Uh, That's wonderful. They're doing a good job. But I remember the Montgomery brawl. I pointed this out yesterday. The Montgomery brawl, the dock, it seems like the ancient history now, but when it was going on, it was big, big, big news. Remember the, the, the boaters? It was, seemed to be somewhat racial. There was a group of white boaters and they were upset because the guy told them to move their boat because they had a big ship that they wanted to bring in and dock it. And, uh, the white boaters started a fight with this guy. It looked like it may or may not have had anything to do with race, but there was a rumble. Uh, there was a fight. Nobody really went to the hospital, as far as I know. I mean, there were a couple of cuts. Nobody died. Yet the fake news could not stop talking about it. Listen to this. Again, remember, it's a fight. There, are, How many fights are there on a Friday night in America, right? All kinds, right? Rumbles. I used to see them. I used to be in them, quite frankly, especially when I lived in Baldwin, Baldwin, New York. Cut 22. Remember, nobody died. But listen. You have probably seen the video online by now, a big brawl along racial lines at the waterfront in Montgomery, Alabama. Thrown punch leads to an all-out brawl on an Alabama riverfront. Witnesses calling it an attack on a man just doing his job. A violent brawl in Alabama goes viral. A group of white voters accused of jumping a black security guard. Then a full-blown fight escalated on the riverfront. Yeah, so what? All right, so what? It was a fight. Nobody nobody went to the hospital. The guy they jumped initially, he's fine. I see him in the video walking around. He walks away. They don't tell you about all the white people, uh, like the women, who were thrown to the ground and kicked and had a chair thrown at their head. All these other horrible things happen that don't get mentioned. Why? Because, well, in our stupid society, right, there is a, there's a good side and a bad side. And uh, if it's white, it's bad. And if it's black, it's good. It's so horrifically simplistic and not the way real people think, no matter what you look like, right? Uh, and I look at this other case where somebody actually died. Now, why are we hearing about it again? Because the victim is white and the assailants seem to me, I'm looking at the video, uh, persons of color. And uh, so you can't talk about that because it makes certain individuals somewhat uncomfortable. Why would it make anybody uncomfortable? 
Facts are facts, right? The other thing, um, the hyperbole surrounding President Trump, right? Oh, goodness gracious. He's, uh, he's Hitler Mussolini. Actually, they're starting to say that out loud. This is how you know they're desperate. We know Donald Trump. We know he's reasonable. We know he's common sense. But the indictments haven't worked. Uh, the arrests haven't worked. He's at 60 plus points in the polls. He's beating Joe Biden. So then they have to turn up the, the rhetoric all over again. They've done this before, but they thought it was going to be taken care of. They thought he was going to jail. He's not going to jail. So listen to this. Cut 24, please. Cut 24. A potential front runner or an actual front runner, Donald Trump, who's talking about fascism and suspending the Constitution and sending military soldiers to suppress dissent in every city of the country. That's what we're dealing with. So we could very well, a year from this month, have a pretty stark choice, and that is one presidential candidate, major party, who's defending democracy, as Roosevelt did in 1940, and another who, if he is elected, could take us down the road of Mussolini and Hitler and other dictators. Mussolini and Hitler. (laughs) I mean, just... That's Michael Beschloss, uh, the the silliest. Uh, I, but I'll say this: he's handsome. He's he's a handsome guy. He's very well dressed. That's why they put him on all these shows because he's uh, he pretends he's a presidential scholar, and they put him on these shows. And uh, he has a bad case of Trump derangement syndrome. Anybody with any sense, like look, this is Donald Trump when he's president. Does this sound like a a dictator? Does this sound like an authoritarian? Uh, authoritarians don't bitch and moan about negative opinions from this from the court right <laughs> they just uh, they would just grab an arsenal and uh, you know make the law themselves he doesn't do it that way of course not we're a nation of laws he respects it he follows it this is not an authoritarian and you can hear it right uh, cut 25 and uh, i'll sign the final papers as soon as i get into the oval office and we will have a national emergency and we will then be sued, and they will sue us in the Ninth Circuit, uh, even though it shouldn't be there. And we will possibly get a bad ruling, and then we'll get another bad ruling, and then we'll end up in the Supreme Court, and hopefully we'll get a fair shake, and we'll win in the Supreme Court. Just like the ban, they sued us in the Ninth Circuit, and we lost, and then we lost in the appellate division, and then we went to the Supreme Court, and we won. Uh, who does that remind you of? A little bit like Jackie Mason. We're going to go here. We're going to try that. And then it's not going to work. It just, he really was a big fan of Jackie Mason. It's similar cadence. And that is a guy who's just, who knows the system. And he even knows, you know, the reputation of certain courts. The fifth district is uh, the liberal one. The ninth district is a conservative one. Then it's going to go to the Supreme Court. Hopefully we win. That's not how authoritarians speak. That's how uh, presidents speak who really, really get it and are really, really honest and open about things. Oh, my God. Right now on two channels, they're still talking about that silly, uh, was it a pushing match? Some congressman from Tennessee thinks he got shoved by Kevin McCarthy. His name is Burkett or Burchette. I don't know and care who he is. Uh, I just think he's a bit of a wuss for making such a big deal out of it. He tells me, uh, well, we don't settle things like that in East Tennessee. You look a man right in the eye. Well... People are people, and uh, not not necessarily. And you don't even know if this guy, if he pushed you. It's a very silly story. He runs out, a Republican congressman from East Tennessee. And I bring this up because everybody has given me a hard time for giving this guy a hard time. We had that caller yesterday from East Tennessee telling me that uh, 
Larry Burkett or David Burkett or whatever his name is the best guy around, but I'm sorry. He should have, uh, he should have settled it, uh, Tennessee style right there with, uh, Kevin McCarthy. Instead, he runs out and tells CNN a great big sob story. You have that, please? He just, it's a big sob story. CNN tries to make it into a bigger issue than it is. And, uh, they're still talking about it. So what? You had a, I, I got shoved five times today on the subway. It doesn't matter. You just trudge on. You keep going. Uh, you don't know. This guy does not know for sure if he was, uh, deliberately pushed. To make it a big deal, this is, uh, I don't know. I am not impressed, and I'm not a Kevin McCarthy fan. I really, you know, I'm kind of glad he's gone. Although, gosh, goodness gracious, these guys, they're giving, they're giving Mike Johnson a hard time now. What did he do wrong? Uh, the continuing resolution, yeah, the CR, a CR, a continuing resolution. I don't know really what that is, but uh, it, <laughs> it, it keeps the government going for a little bit longer, and apparently the... Uh, the Freedom Caucus is not happy that we didn't get the consent. I want spending cuts. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Are they going to get rid of this guy, too? If that happens, if they get rid of Mike Johnson as well, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Mike Johnson seems like a great guy. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, They're actually making noise about that. I don't think that's good. Do you? Hey, Joe Biden is in San Francisco meeting his boss. I mean, meeting the uh, president of China, President Xi. Who, if you watch the body language very closely, um, Joe seems very deferential to him. Very deferential. After all, President Xi knows things about Joe that we don't know. We, the American people, don't know. But tonight at 7.15 p.m. East Coast time, Joe goes before the microphones. Now, 7.15, it it sounds like a primetime press conference. It's not. It's designed to keep eyeballs off of Joe because anything can happen at one of those things, and uh, they don't want it to happen. So... That's happening tonight. More when I come back. Thank you. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Wow. The the nerve of this uh, woman to put to, oh, goodness gracious. How dare she? Uh, this is nauseating. This is uh, the governor of New Jersey's wife. The governor of New Jersey, uh, Murphy, right? He's the one who says you can come out as trans at a public school even if you're in third grade and your parents aren't going to find out about it, right? Don't tell the parents anything. Keep it all like that. That guy is a total wacko liberal. Uh, thank, oh, God, it's such a bad thing that uh, Mr. Cettarelli did not beat him. He came very, very close. I have my doubts about the fairness of this election. But this person, uh, talk about arrogance. He's the governor. And now his wife is going to be the senator. He's going to try. He's going to try to make her the senator. Her name is Tammy, and she just came out with yeah a nauseating video all about her, all about how special she is, and she's not special. I mean, <laughs> it's just. I don't think I'm being too harsh here. All right, this is her campaign announcement. Her name again is Tammy. Tammy, the first. Uh, what is this with the first lady stuff? You're the wife of the governor. You're Mrs. Murphy. I'm the first lady. First lady, you get one of those. Okay, we'll call the president's wife the first lady. You, you're the you're, you're Mrs. Murphy. First lady, the first lady of New Jersey. As if that's a title or a job or anything like that. No, her husband is a basically a billionaire. Just keep that in mind. Um, all right, go ahead, Tammy. Let's see what you got. This is how most of New Jersey got to know me. As Mrs. Murphy, the first lady. And serving in this role is the honor of my life. Stop! 
Good work out there. Nobody knows who the hell she is. When's the last time? Oh, the Most of you know me as the first lady. Nobody knows you, period. And now that we're getting to know you, we don't like you. Keep going. That later. My story starts back when my name was Tammy Snyder, daughter to Ed and Jean, rambunctious baby sister to four older siblings. Growing up, my parents taught me the importance of education, service to others, and hard work. So that's what I did. Stop! I said- she's, uh, she's 45 seconds into this thing. And what's... Uh, <laughs> is that supposed to be special? You're one of four children? Everybody has a brother and sister, maybe, right? Everybody, uh, hard work, education, uh, cracker jack boxes say that. I mean, this is not insightful. This is not unique. Wow. She thinks we're suckers. She thinks New Jersey, you're a bunch of suckers and you're going to fall for this crap. Uh, a little bit more before we really get sick. Studied, I volunteered, and I worked. After college, I went into business like my dad and started a career in finance. A lot of times, I was the only woman at the table, a challenge that led me to work twice as hard. And my business career took off, literally. I worked for companies all around the world. My career is also how I met a handsome man named... Notice how she doesn't say she worked, uh, you know, for what company she worked for, right? She didn't say what industry she was, finance, right? She's a Wall Street fat cat. She worked for Goldman Sachs. Where she met the boss. Imagine that. Wow. I wonder if that, I don't know. I don't know if she was the, you you never know, right? They met at work. Lots of people meet at work. It's funny. She went into business as if she was some sort of entrepreneur, right? If she made an invention and went out and sold it or worked her way up. No. She went to a nice school and then got a nice job on Wall Street. But she leaves all that out. She's trying to fake us. Fake us. It ain't going to work. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, man, that's rich. That uh, white talk about white privilege. I don't think white privilege is a thing, except for Tammy uh, Baldwin. No, Tammy Murphy, the wife of the governor, or I'm sorry, the first lady. She's going to insist that we call her a doctor at some point. I mean, this arrogance. You can be our senator because you're married to some dude, and uh, no way, uh-uh. And her flimsy record talking, showing black and white pictures of her as a kid. So what? Everybody has baby photos. What the hell can you do? What skill do you have? Zero. She's married to somebody. That's it. James Flippin walked in. You agree? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, it makes me think of. I remember interviewing. Uh, Shirlane McRae, wife of Bill de Blasio, back oh, yeah. when she was kind of flirting with a run for yeah. mayor. What a piece of work that one and was. And just thinking, I don't really understand where this candidacy is coming from. But. What what happened to the billion dollars for Thrive NYC? Let's go back to Tammy. This is really, really, it's offensive to me. It is Somehow it's offensive. I don't know why exactly, but it's really bothering me. Without zero, With zero credentials, other than being married to somebody, she thinks she can be a U.S. senator. Now she's going to claim credit for the sun going down. Okay, you ready? Keep going. My career is also how I met a handsome man named Phil. Look at all that hair. We fell in love and got married, and that would start my next adventure. Hey, Phil is the mom. guy, oh, by the way, who thinks uh, New Jersey is full of white supremacists. Remember that? He yelled and screamed about all the white supremacists out there, and we got to defeat them in New Jersey. He has no respect for... Uh, you know, I, I will guarantee you, 
I will guarantee you that guy owns a penthouse apartment in Manhattan. Okay? New Jersey, he's using you, all right, for his own political ambition. You know, he spent more time in uh, in Germany because he was the ambassador. How do you get to be an ambassador? By giving him money. How's his German, by the way? I have a feeling he's one of those ambassadors who doesn't speak the language, but who knows? All right, keep going there, Mrs. Uh, Murphy. See, I've been through this four times, and I have four wonderful kids to show for it. Josh, Emma, Charlie, and Sam. And when I was pregnant... Actually, had- sorry, uh, Emma is a friend of mine on Facebook, and she is not down with any of this. She's not down. She's making all kinds of comments on Facebook. I I, I don't think she's uh, digging the campaign. Really? Yep. Huh. Yep. Uh Making right, some news here. Keep going. After they were born, I worried about a million things like all moms do. But I never worried if I'd survive childbirth or if my babies would get the care they needed. I didn't have to. The money in our family's bank account and, frankly, the color of my skin meant I could get the best care available. Oh, yes, but of course, not- because this is South Africa and the year is 1979. And it's apartheid. Oh, you white woman apologizing for being white. Wow. How about that? Such privilege. Such privilege. Wow. I just met. We're all privileged if we're white. Gosh, can you believe it? This is liberal, rich person's candy, right? This is how they talk. She's she's making the mistake to talk this way publicly, right? It's one thing to say this crap at a dinner party. Now she's saying it publicly. Oh, boy, she's in for a rude awakening. This ain't going to fly in New Jersey. It ain't that liberal, all right? I know uh, Cory Booker and uh, who else runs that state over there, but mm-mm. Yeah, but the last time, I mean, again, if she is the Democratic candidate, the last time there was a Republican senator in New Jersey was 1972, I think. So it could be tough. What about New Jersey and you? Perfect together. Tom Kane. I guess he wasn't a uh, – he was the governor, he was, right? Yeah, hmm. governor that does sometimes go Tammany, Republican. But. Tammany, Tammy Murphy. Oh, this is disgusting. Tammany Murphy. Uh, Tammany Murphy. I love it. <laughs> All right, keep going. The case for a lot of women. So when I got here, I realized I had a platform to help moms who aren't nearly as fortunate as I am. In New Jersey, women and babies were dying at a higher rate than almost every other state in the country, almost exclusively in our black and brown communities. So even though I knew this would be a tough fight, I got to work. Oh, stop. Get, all right, number one, get this. She's rolling around in the grass with a black baby. Talk about pandering, right? Who's black baby? We don't know, but it's somebody else's baby. She's rolling around. I kept this kid alive. You know, we don't talk about infant mortality because guess what? It's not a thing in America. We beat it, right? The numbers are exceedingly low. we got the best country in the world, <laughs> The numbers are so she found what she did was when's the last time you heard a, a politician run on in, I'm going to reduce infant mortality? Have you ever? I mean, that actually that that's sort of been like Governor Murphy, one of his pet causes. So it's it's in lockstep with that because nobody is going to bother to do what I just did, which is look up the numbers. OK, <laughs> looking up the numbers. And uh, America is like this. Uh, global rate. 18 deaths per 1,000 live births in 2021. In America, it looks like it's five deaths. You know, they have numbers on everything out of 1,000. It's just, it's not a thing. I mean, it's just also sort of nebulous when she says dangerous for, because, like, what is she talking about? Postpartum depression or, like, you know, like financial hardship? No, no, no. Didn't you hear? It's racism. It's all the racism that's, you know, I mean, you're right. No specifics. No data and talking about a project that you know nobody knew about and she's gonna tell you I fixed it. 
I don't care what, you know, what does the first lady of New Jersey get to do? A bunch of arts and crafts projects, really, right? A PSA or two? She got to work. Let me hear, let me hear how she solved this problem. Let's hear it. Maternal health is a nationwide issue in New Jersey. First Lady Tammy Murphy has been leading the charge there. First Lady Tammy Murphy has made that issue her focus through the Nurture NJ program. First Lady Tammy Murphy is on a mission to reduce New Jersey's maternal mortality. In just three years, the state has gone from ranking 47th in maternal deaths now to 29th. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right, so she went to work by doing media, right? They're all local anchors. There's the Channel 2 guy. There's the Channel 11 woman. There's the Channel 5 person. They're, they're just going on media because you got to do something. you got a press secretary when you're the first person, first lady. What do we go from 44 to 29? I, these numbers are so in flux. There's the very, very small. And, oh, by the way, it depends on what you look at. Yeah, she's a success at this. Just ask her. And this, uh, all right, keep. let's wrap this up soon. Keep going. We've got a long way to go, but we've made real progress on this initiative and so many others. And I'm really proud that New Jersey is now a safer place to give birth to a child. Wait a second. Wait a second. What other things? We made progress on this and so many other things. Like what other things? What other things? Your husband was almost narrowly defeated by somebody nobody even knows. Cedarelli. You got some nerve. Oh, and by the way, Bob Menendez, the more I think about it, that guy just might be innocent. That guy just might be innocent after all. You kind of alluded to that yesterday, your thoughts on that. Yeah. All right. Is she almost done? But we've also worked nonstop to make it a great place to raise a child. And that's why combating climate change has been a focus ah! of mine. <laughs> climate change and infant mortality. Boy, they are not thinking of us in this focus group, are they? Huh? Huh? Do you feel marginalized? I feel marginalized. I don't feel seen. I, I tell you who is not going to be down with that, too. Uh, Newark. Uh, Jersey City. I'm talking downtown. They're not talking about climate change. You and your donors, because she goes to Davos. She's one of these elitists, right? All the friends in, in business, business, global finance. Wow. All right. So uh, campaign, vote for me. I'm going to work on campaign. She just wants to be somebody. Well, so the, that's it. Well, you may say that, right? But in the video later, she says that. Many, don't tell oh, me. Oh, okay. Don't give it away. Keep right. going. Decades, because the environment our kids grow up in can be the difference in childhood asthma, cancer rates, and so many other things. It's why, as First Lady, I've led the charge to put climate on the curriculum in our schools, making New Jersey the first and only state in the nation to do so. Stop. Because teaching our teaching our kids. All right, there are kids who can't do basic math, who can't operate uh, computers, who reading below grade level, and now you're cramming in climate change lessons, right? You led the charge. First of all, it's not your job to lead anything. Okay, you're married to somebody. You have no business doing much of anything at all. Seriously, there's no. I mean, there's no. She has no authority. None, right? Led the charge. How dare you lead anything? I don't How think about, we elected the couple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the more I think about this, I think we have to have a recall or something like that, or maybe we impeach her. She almost done. Kids about climate change can make a difference in their ability to succeed in our new green economy. New Jersey students are learning all about climate change, whether in kindergarten, middle, or high school. The woman spearheading this is the First Lady of New Jersey, aiming to give every student the tools and knowledge to combat climate change. The tools and knowledge so to combat everything. You're proud of everything. Boy, oh boy. She just runs press clippings. You know, this is her own press. Who's going to go to the trouble 
to give her a hard time. The wife of the governor is coming to talk to. Oh, okay, I'll talk to her. How are you? What's your latest initiative? Okay, excellent. What's it like being married to the governor? Do you like the governor's mansion? Thanks for coming by. That's it. This is not. This woman has not been tested. She's walking around in phony. Uh, where the hell is she? Where is she? Where is she in this video? Yeah, talking to kids, usually black and brown kids, right? It's, uh, that's, uh, you know, white kids. You can't be seen with too many white kids because she's white, you know. Uh, all right, keep, uh, I think we're almost done. Accomplished, but I know there's a lot more to do. And that's why I'm announcing this. I'm running for the United States Senate because we owe it to our kids to do better. Right now, Washington is filled with too many people more interested in getting rich or getting on camera than getting things done for you. How dare you? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Your whole life is about being rich and being on camera. Everything I've just seen, you've demonstrated your whole life dedicated to getting rich. Stop with that. Oh, I've built a business just like my dad did. And, you know, I've delivered newspapers. No, you led a life of greed. And that's fine. As Gordon Gekko said, greed is good. We need greedy people like you. Just don't pretend you're anything other than what you are. All right. You're an ambitious, bored housewife. Okay. That's what's going on here. I'm really getting, the more I think about it, the angrier I get. Let's see here. I think, um, ooh, they actually show video, dark-looking, guilty video of Menendez. They actually threw him in there. Okay, well, she's gotten permission to do so because she's the wife of the governor and they uh, they want him gone. You know what? Free Bob Menendez. we got to help that guy somehow. I think he's innocent. I really do. All right. Now we're almost done. ...and mass shootings to a warming planet that threatens our children's future to extreme politicians who want to defund Planned Parenthood and ban abortion in all 50 states, including New Jersey. We have big, complicated issues, and solving them won't be easy. But you know what? Nothing worth doing ever is. I'm Tammy Murphy, and I'm ready to work every single day in the United States Senate for you, your family, and our country. Join us. Who's us? You and your dopey husband? Who's us? You're the only person in the video other than those lackey reporters who you know, just read the press release and did what they were told. All right, vote for you and no more mass shootings, no more climate uh, uh, global warming, no more infant mortality. There's not one, nothing about, nothing specific whatsoever. And the, Oh, and the phony co- coffee clutches. You know when they hire a bunch of people to stand around her while she's talking? And sure enough, oh, gosh. James, what do you think? Am I too harsh? No. I mean, look, I feel as though it's fair to look at a politician's record or positions and say this is what they're highlighting, you know? And basically all I heard there was a lot of talking points. Bromides, just really vague. Let's go to Tammy4Senate.com. And let's... uh, Wait a second. Uh-oh. That's the wrong Tammy. Tammy Duckworth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Out and uh, uh Tammy Duckworth. All right. Well, anyway, she's got a website. Uh, goodbye and no good luck. Who else is running? we got to help them, too. Um, I think there's a assemblyman or a state senate, Kim. Oh, the Asian guy. We, Last name Kim, yeah. Um, all right. Well, look, number one, my number one pick is Bob Menendez because I kind of think he's innocent. And then it'd be that other. Uh, then, then the uh, the. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be. You know, but what's his name again? Kim. Kim is the last name. I apologize. It might be Ron Kim. Hey, Ron Kim. And then 
we got to make sure that there's a good Republican. Are any Republicans talking about it? Uh, that's what I was chatting with, uh, you know, in the newsroom earlier. I was wondering, well, who are the Republicans that are running? I, I have to look into that for you. I don't actually know. No, no. It's funny. It's like one party. And they're all loyal to the party. Party over country. Why is Joe Biden going to be the nominee for the Democrat Party? If he is, you just know where their loyalty is. You know, uh, God help us if that guy, well, they'd have to, they'd have to rejigger the whole thing. Um, is there anything else? Did you see this story about the cops who are like beaten up because they asked a group of guys to put out their cigarettes at the subway station? I saw that and then I watched the video and I'm like, you know, I don't think the cops got beat up. I think they gave as good as they got and pretty soon those guys were under arrest. I mean, I hate the idea of cops getting beaten up for doing their job, but the way I saw it, uh, you know, they didn't lose control. They were kind of, they were on top of it. But yeah, they told them to not smoke cigarettes and then they, they started throwing punches. Pretty much. That's what I heard. Well, did you see it? The video? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know what the, it's a little bit, it's a little, it's not exactly what they said. Mm. It's not exactly him getting beaten up. Hey, President Xi is in America. And he's actually acting like he owns the place. Look at how he's getting off that plane. He's acting like he owns the place, and maybe he does. Be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. We don't do... Well, I love it. Trump is seeking a mistrial in tainted, what they call the tainted 250 million civil fraud case. Citing the judge's overwhelming bias, uh, the Post, Donald Trump argued that the $250 million civil fraud trial against him is tainted by overwhelming bias by the Manhattan judge deciding his fate as he made a motion for a mistrial on Wednesday today. In this case, the evidence of apparent and actual bias is tangible and overwhelming. Trump lawyers Clifford, Robert, and Alina Haba wrote in papers filed in Manhattan Supreme Court on Wednesday just before the 28th day of the trial. Such evidence, coupled with an unprecedented departure from standard judicial procedure, uh, has tainted these proceedings, and a mistrial is warranted, and uh, good for them. I hope they get it. Uh, and this gag order is totally illegal. Illegal. Sandra, welcome back. You're in New Jersey. Hi. Well, hi, Greg. Welcome back to you, too. You know, did you hear about the people that flew in from Michigan to Virginia? They had these um, chartered flights. And then they had all these buses reserved to go to the beautiful event in Washington. And the bus drivers all decided to call him sick that day. So none of those people got to go. They had to stay at the airport there. Some of them sat in the plane watching whatever they could. It's just a very sad story. You have students who want to see their friends who they met at birthright when they went to Israel. Everybody wanted to go, and none of these people got to go. And that was not nice. I heard about that. Very not nice indeed. And uh, but let's face it, a lot of people did go and uh, it was a beautiful event. I was a little bit worried, you know, uh, counter protesters, violence. But it came off without a hitch, a beautiful display for the good guys, for Israel. And uh, I just loved it. And finally, finally, something on that scale. We needed it. Thank you, Sandra. Joe, hello. You're in uh, Newburgh. Yeah. Yeah. My question is regarding the uh, White House cook that uh, was found deceased. Uh, Do you have anything on his background? Uh, Was he gay or was he straight or was he a switch hitter? And how might that affect the investigation? Uh, I don't know anything about his orientation, to be honest. Uh, You know, he was a young man and a talented chef, and uh, he was found uh, nude and dead 
in the water. Um, his orientation uh, doesn't really uh, play a role here unless, and I've seen some chattering about this, are you implying or are you picking up, am I picking up what you're putting down? Are you trying to say that there may have been something of a romantic nature between the chef and uh, Barack Obama? All right. All right. All right. Well, look, I don't know. I don't think so. But you never know. And it is weird because there's like an information blackout. Right. I mean, a guy died at the president's house. And, you know, if a guy died, say, at Mar-a-Lago. Right. And and was found nude uh, at the pool and just drowned at Mar-a-Lago and was a close associate of Donald Trump going back many, many years. I think that'd be a pretty big story. I'd be interested. I'm interested in this one, but you know, there's no information about it. So it's, far. It's strange. It is a little bit strange. Uh, and, uh, you know, nobody deserves to die. And I don't you know. I just, uh, was there something going on between the two of them? You never know. You don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know what? This is on them, quite frankly. You don't put out the information. You don't put out everything, you know, people are going to start wondering and imagining things. And, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, anyway, Joe, all right. Regarding Tammy. Yeah. So she's another Goldman Sachs fellatio alger success story. So what? <laughs> Did you say fellatio alger? Is that what you said? Stop it. Stop it. Come on, Joe. That's not nice. And we don't know anything to that effect. Stop it. Oh, why do they have to say that? Trying to say that she slept her way to the top. I don't believe that's the case. I will say this about what's her name, uh, Tammy. She went to UVA, which is just the kind of school that the Goldman Sachs people like, right? So, and if she hooked up with some guy at work, it was probably a genuine attraction, you know, and they would roll around in a great big bed of money and, uh, go to those, you know, that's fine. I don't, uh, no, I'm not saying anything along those lines. Uh, you are, but I'm not. All right. Is it time? It's almost time. Let's just try to squeeze in one more. Adam, yeah. I knew you was going to give me the last 10-second spot, but anyway. Well, you know, because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm discriminating against you, right, Adam? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, y'all. <laughs> right. So what's up? Well, I just I was telling you, you, you got to answer the phone about the new polls that came out. The Rasmussen and the Emerson poll got Biden leading Trump. Oh, my goodness gracious. Could you believe that, that a poll shows Biden on top with the fake news working for him night and day, trying to demonize uh, Trump and trying to protect Joe Biden? That some people are falling for it, Adam? I am not surprised. But don't worry. We're going to win. Thank you, Adam. Traffic jams tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.